<laughs> All right, ready? I'm Meredith. I'm Elise. And, and this is, is your 20s. We're in a yoga studio right now, in too. St. Louis. This is St. Charles. That's right. St. Charles. Yes. So St. Louis area. About yes. 30 minutes out of St. Louis. Yeah. But this is our first business trip. Yeah, it's wild. But this is your 20s. I know. It's crazy. I can't believe it. It's like we've been thinking about this for so long. We've been manifesting all this stuff for ourselves. And it's like finally happening. And yeah. it's so exciting. It so, is good. Yeah. It is a good day. We also just got um, tattoos. Like very spontaneous <laughs> Again, tattoos. Again, like this is like the second tattoo. In two weeks. In two weeks. That's correct. Sorry, mom, if you're listening. Sorry, mom. She's probably not listening. It's fine. But yeah, we, we, <laughs> we literally were just like, what should we do today? That's crazy. We're in St. Yeah. Louis. We yeah. have some time. Let's and so tattoos. we got little baby crowns. She got yeah. one. Elise got one on her <gasps> finger. <gasps> and I was I got, to get one right here. Yes, yeah. you should. It hurt a little bit, I'm not going to lie, but you'll be fine. It's yeah, quick. it's so little. And then I got one on my ankle here. So. Yes, which is Caroline, if you're listening, we love you. Uh, we're yeah, very sorry. We know so that. so sorry. I know Caroline's her sister. And she, ah. she was planning on getting the same tattoo. But got it it's fine. You know, we'll be matching. Sister tattoos, it'll be good. So. Love you, Caroline. Yeah, so we're but. trying to just like be spontaneous and enjoy our time here in St. Louis. And yeah. Talk with great people, obviously, and it's gonna be great. So, which brings us to our amazing yes. guest today, Steph Elsperman. Els you got Elsperman. it, Elsperman. Elsperman. I got it. It's okay. a mouthful. Steph Bryn Elsperman. Yeah. Beautiful. And if you were to say my full first name, it'd be Stephanie Bryn Elsperman, and then it rhymes. Oh my gosh! I love it. There That's a go. beautiful name. Bryn. Bryn me up. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Well, it's so wonderful to meet you. Thank you for yeah. being on our show. Um, so a little bit about Steph, I'll kind of let her introduce herself, but she's a mindset coach. I actually found her uh, from being on the stepper at the gym. <laughs> I was like, I die when I go on the stepper, so I was like, I always distract myself with TikTok. I came across one of her TikToks, um, went straight to her page, like stalked you for a you were you let me be on the stepper for a good fifteen minutes, so thank you. Because <laughs> I was just like, yeah, that's go. a that's lot hilarious. for the stepper, but I was just flipping through her videos like I'm like Queen, queen, queen. Like, this is awesome. We need her on the show. So I DM'd her, and then we talked that night. She's yeah. like, um, I'm in St. Louis. I called up Mayor. I was like, let's do it. Let's yeah, go. it's like classical East, too. When it, when we were driving up here, I'm like, so how, how did you guys meet again? And she's like, I basically just sh sh shoot. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> English. Shoot the shot. I shot my, sh shot my shot. Shot my shot. Wow, shot that shot. was really embarrassing. <laughs> shot my shot. On May I do that all the time. I know. Yeah, words are hard, English. But she basically slid in her DM. So I was yeah, like, that is the most Elise. I, I was honestly heard. honored that you replied. I was like, oh, she replied to me. Well, I saw that you, like, I don't know. I just liked your energy of, like, how you, like, approached it. A lot of the time, to be honest, like, I don't answer that side of the DMs just because it's yeah. way too much. Yeah. Um, sometimes I do. But it was amazing that, like, we actually connected. I know. Yeah. It was so, so good to meet you. And now we're here. It's just so crazy. So so a little background, too. She just taught a hot yoga lesson. Yes. So we um, we got we were going to do yoga with her. We got the time wrong, blah, blah, blah. But she is a yoga instructor as well. So we're literally in her yoga yeah, studio. Yeah, it's a gorgeous studio, too. The lighting is gorge. Yes. So we're sitting on the ground, which is fine. Yeah, it's because it was, it, it was either here or do it in the steaming hot yeah. yoga studio. So we were yes. like, probably better to do it in here yeah. so we're not dripping sweat. And yeah. And if you're listening on iHeartRadio or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, go check us out on YouTube because this full video will be up. So yeah. go check it yeah. out. Go For check sure. us out there. So anyway, I want your story. Tell us what you do and why you do it. Okay, so starting with what I do and why I do it. First of all, I'm a mindset coach, and what I specialize in is I help women find purpose. And I feel like a lot of people within their lives, they get to this point of success where they're like, oh my gosh, okay, I have the job. I'm doing the thing that I always thought I wanted, and I'm still unfulfilled. And so basically what I help women do is get really clear on what is it that lights you up. Like, what do you actually want after your life? And then we take action towards it. So that is what I do within my coaching program, which is 90 days long, called the Purpose Driven Life Method, um, which has been just a wild ride. Wow. Yeah, that's so amazing. So I've, I'm curious, because I know you use TikTok as a main platform. Yes. When did you start on TikTok? Like, and how, <laughs> how has that helped grow your presence and your business? Uh-huh. TikTok is so funny, because it's something that I started as a joke. 
Really? And, yeah, which I think a lot of people, especially like our age in their 20s, like start TikTok as a joke. Like, well, and they're like, everyone's on TikTok. You yeah. Know? So, like, why not me? Yep. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so my boyfriend was like, you know, you need to get on TikTok. You need to get, I think he heard it from like Gary Vee or something. Yeah. And I was like, no, like, okay. you know, I'm on Instagram right now. That's like where all my focus is. I'm not going to get on TikTok. Why would I waste my time? It's only 14 year olds. And then I got on TikTok and I was like, let me just play around here. And also I'm not a good dancer. And so I was kind of like rewriting my story of like not being a good dancer. I was like, yeah. let me just try it out. And so then I had like one video that went viral and I was like, okay, there's like something to this. Cause I had people reaching out to me and I was like, this is just fun. And then I kept creating videos and now my past probably 20 clients have all come from TikTok. Which is just crazy. Yeah, yeah. so usually they, they go to TikTok. What I love is that you can really express your energy through video, which I think yeah. is beautiful, right? You guys probably feel that with why you have like the video set yeah, up. Definitely. And yeah, they connect on a much deeper level and then find me on Instagram just like you did. Yeah. And that's how we can connect. Yes. So, I love yeah. That. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really crazy. So that's how I got on TikTok. By accident. Right. Now look, I mean, what month did you get it? Was it? Oh, so it was in, I believe, like February. Okay. Like before, Pandemic. right before wow. quarantine. Okay. Okay. And then since then, it's just kind of blown, blown up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which, yeah. That's awesome. So I'd like to know a little bit more too about kind of like your path to mindset mm -hmm. coaching. We talked a little bit before we started recording just so we could get kind of a gist of her yeah. story, but you went to school for a little bit and then you decided it wasn't for you. And then like, what drew you to say like, okay, this is what I want to do, you know, for my career, for yeah. the rest of my life. My own shit. Yes. <laughs> yep. It's basically what brought me here. People are like, how'd you get here? I was like, I went through a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, but basically, so where do you want me to start with it? Um, how about college a little bit. I'm, I'm curious okay. about, because you talked about the academic side of things and feeling like you were maybe trying to do, follow a path that was set out for you by totally. society. I love that kind yeah. of like viewpoint. On I things. think a lot of my life has been about breaking societal norms. So even if we were to backtrack into high school, I was modeling in high school. Oh, wow. And so I, yeah. I walked in like Paris Fashion Week and all of this things. Like oh, I had God. like the, the life where like any high schooler would be like, that's the coolest life. Like I would travel and that was like, that was my high school experience. And I got to like this place where so many people would want to be. And I was like, I can't freaking do this. Like this isn't for me. And so I threw away everything that I thought I once wanted to find another level of freedom, which then led me to college because I didn't think I was going to go to college when I was modeling. Went to college. I went to a super academically focused school, which is it was basically at the Ivy League level and it was super intense and I loved it. I got all A's, I was in a sorority, I had friends, like it, I was living from the outside like a perfect life, right? right? And I was doing so well in my classes. Mm -hmm. I did like my classes, but I was so stressed and I was sick and I was constantly getting sick. I literally had like the strep, strep throat, like the flu. I was in urgent care constantly. My friends were like, why are you always in urgent care? And I was like, they know me there now. And wow. yeah, so it was really crazy. And it was like, it was that point where my body was speaking to me what my intuition needed to tell me, if that wow. makes sense. And so from that point, I actually got, had a lymph node swell up in my neck and I went to the hospital and they falsely diagnosed me with lymphoma. Oh my God. So I'm sitting there in the hospital and I remember I got to a point where I was like, universe, God, whatever's out there. like. I don't care what I have to do. I'm so sick and I'm so in so much pain. I will walk away from school. I'll do whatever I need to do. Just please let me be better. Yeah. And so it almost, it took that diagnosis where they're like, yeah, it could be lymphoma. And I just like, I was like, damn it. Like, yeah. why didn't I listen sooner? And so that was a really big breaking point and an awakening of like, you have to listen to yourself. And so that summer I was like, I can't go back to school. And think, thankfully I have parents who are incredible and who were like, they were like, what are you doing? Like WTF, um, but they supported me in taking that break. And so I went and I traveled to Bali 
taught English there for a while and I did not know what I was getting myself into. I didn't even realize like Eat, Pray, Love was there. People were like, oh, did oh, you go like find right, yourself right, in Bali? Right. And I was like, <laughs> I kind of did, but not in the way that I thought. Um, and then I really figured out from there what it is that I needed to do. And so I got back home, started my first business and then from there expanded into coaching. Wow. Yeah. What a story. It's crazy. Yeah. That's I think that's, those are like the bullet points. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But like, that's just an incredible story that like a lot of people don't get that life changing moment until way later in yeah. life. You know what I mean? Like, I think everyone has a pivotal, very pivotal moment in their life like that. Mm. But I think yours obviously needed to happen then because like, look at you now, you know what I mean? Like, totally. And also I think like what you had talked about, how you it was like your intuition trying to tell you so because yeah. your mental health is is so connected to your physical health mm -hmm. and, and vice versa i'm like a firm believer in that yes. so i think it's so interesting that you chose to listen and i think a lot of people probably have moments like that and they choose not to listen right. because they don't know what to do next with that it's such a scary it's scary, so scary yeah. right it's like you're on the edge of a cliff and you're deciding like am i actually gonna jump or am i gonna go back to like mm. comfort like i could have gone back to school and i probably would have gotten more sick Right. You know, for me, the scariest part is like, I also like after I was in the hospital, my doctor was like, yeah, you're on the verge of an autoimmune disease. And I was oh like, God. shoot, if I have an autoimmune disease at 20, right. what's next? Like cancer at 25? Like it was really real to me. And I was like, okay, something has to change. And if like my body's going to keep screaming at me until mm. I actually do it. So. Wow. Well, and our bodies are so smart too. Yeah. yeah. And like, I, I've definitely... So I've, I've been struggling with some disordered eating patterns mm -hmm. and things of that nature, and we've covered episodes like that. But I've really been trying to get more into like the intuitive eating side of yeah. things, for example, because your body knows exactly what it needs at the given moment that it needs it. They're so smart. It's just, are we going to choose to listen or are we going to choose to, in this case for me, it's like diet culture for you. It's like we were talking about societal norms. Mm -hmm. Am I going to choose to go this path that, you know, is, is laid right. out for me and is, you know, this is what you're supposed to do or else, or am I going to go the other way and do what I'm supposed to do? And right. literally listen to your yeah. body. Like. You know, it's so interesting because I think we all come into this life with a specific code. Like, basically, it's like your talents, your beliefs, your skills, your hopes, your dreams, everything is like your code. And a lot of the time we totally disregard, we like throw that code away mm. and try and conform to these societal ideals. Like mm. in mm. high school, I had a super bad eating disorder, which led me into modeling actually. And yeah. it's because it's like you try and fit back into that other box, but the universe is like, no, like you have this incredible yeah. freaking code that's going to lead mm. you to a life beyond your wildest dreams, mm -hmm. but we disregard it. And I love so, that. I love yeah. thinking of that as a code. Like yeah. I've never thought yes. of it that way. I think so much... I'm writing that down. You think that, <laughs> you think that like, I, that whole nature versus nurture argument. Yes. I think realizing, though, that part of your nature is maybe outweighs the nurture part a little bit, too. Mm -hmm. Or you can choose to look at it in that way and be what you're meant to be. I think that's such a beautiful concept. Yeah. I love that. I love it. <laughs> so basically, I help my clients tap into, like, their code. Like, what is right. their juice? What were they put on this earth to do? Yeah. Yeah. And how, like, what are some of the methods that you do to do that because I know that obviously that requires probably a, a different education that I'm, you know, not privy <laughs> to, but like, how did you get trained in that? And then what are some of the methods that you use to help your clients? So what I, what's really interesting is I actually came from like a very spiritual background. So I, I didn't grow up in a spiritual household, but probably through high school and college and these many awakenings, I was like, there has to be something else. Yeah. And so I did a lot of my training in terms of um, spirituality and working with my own mentors and all of that good stuff to really get the, the tools down. And, you know, we all go through this period where we're learning something and we're like, I need to share it with the world, right? Like, yeah. I'm an expert now, I need to share it. But what I really did was I let, like, the lessons sink into my life. Like we're always constantly learning, but I knew, I was like, I need to figure out this path for me first, mm. get it down solid, and then show other people how to do it, yeah. right? Like I wasn't, that was really, really important for me. And so. I feel like you just <laughs> spoke to my soul. I literally, no, I'm not stressed out. Like literally, you have no idea that was like what I needed to hear. Oh, oh my God, <laughs> that makes me so happy. No, I think that's like, yeah. Oh, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> oh my god. No, 
I'm good. <laughs> no, but seriously. Yeah. It's very empowering to hear that because... <sighs> well, I've never seen you like this. No, just because recently, um, like, we're coming up on, like, a year for the podcast, and it's, like, just reflecting on the year and, like, what it started as and what it is now, and, like, I think in the beginning... I was so excited, you know what I mean? Oh my gosh, girl, you got it! <laughs> I know! Okay, we're good. It's all good. No, Cheers in the beginning, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, in the beginning, I was just so, we were both just so amped, and we didn't really have direction, and we, mm -hmm. as we keep going, we're getting direction, Yeah. and there's a balance. So, you know, like, it's like, and absorbing everything we take from every episode, and like, meeting people like you, and then giving that to the world. Like that's right. so, that's something yeah. I need to work on, I think, because I get very um, excited that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm learning so much right now. Like, yeah. this is such yeah. like a, honestly, it's not like a one pivotal moment in my life, but I'm in a pivotal stage in my life. Yeah. You I know, and that. I feel that so heavy right yeah. now. So I think just like absorbing everything that I yeah. take in yeah. is very important so that I can do what I, feel like I was meant, that we were meant to do Yeah. for people in their 20s and young women. And yeah, girl, you That's just spoke so to my beautiful. soul. Sorry oh. for getting emotional. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I'm not going to apologize. No, there you go. Don't apologize Let for getting out. emotional. That's that's yeah. our human nature. Yeah. Um, but thank I mean, you for that. Of thank course. You. And you know, I think we all go through that phase in the beginning of when we get into something. We're like so freaking amped. Like we're so yeah. excited. We're like, I need to share it with the world, right? That's literally. And then the deeper that you go into it, you're like, fuck, I don't know anything, right? Yeah. Or you're like, wow, there's so much to learn. Yes. And then we start doubting ourselves. Yes, because we're like, that's me. Right? That's the yeah, it, it's usually into. like, the, then once you pass that first stage of excitement, you get into like your shit, basically. And it's like, are you going to keep walking? Or are you going to use that as like a marker that you're not supposed to keep going? Right. When in reality, it's actually the marker that you're reaching On a level right of path. success. Right, because yes. you know that you don't know everything. Yes. And you know there is so much more. Yes. So, I was wow. listening to another podcast the other week and it was the the woman who was hosting it talked about the concept of perfectionism mm -hmm. and the idea that I used to think this too, that perfectionism meant like, oh, I must do everything perfect. I try to do everything perfect. I don't consider myself a perfectionist in that way at all because I get lazy with certain things and there are certain things that I just, I'm not like that at all. I'm not that type A. But she was talking about perfectionism in the sense that, you know, you ex you have these really high expectations for yourself because you know that you can do it when you start off, and then you get to the point where you're like, oh fuck, like, uh, uh, never mind, never mind, and then like you said, you backtrack or you procrastinate to the point where you don't do it at all mm -hmm. because of this imposter syndrome that you feel like you're not good enough to do this or you don't know enough or it's going to be too hard. And I've been reading. Lots of self-help books lately. <laughs> and the biggest piece of advice that I feel like I'm taking away from this book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, it's really good. The best. Yes. I need to read that. I've I mean, so I'm not even things. finished with it, but I, there was one part that he was talking about the people that are successful and passionate and, and living out their truth and living out what they love are the ones that decided, am I willing to struggle for this? yes or no and then you know that's the, those are the people that are successful and that's mm -hmm. why everyone is successful at a different point in their life because i think some people you know i think i hope at least for us we're at a younger age where we've decided okay i'm willing to struggle for this some people realize that later in life after they work in a nine to five job for forever for example and are like oh fuck, no this isn't for me so i just think that's so interesting that you talk about that first phase because i thought i was the only one that felt that way yeah. <laughs> well i see it like a staircase so i always tell my clients like your your success or your path is like a staircase right so you go up the first level and you're like oh my god i'm so excited i'm so passionate and then you get to like this plateau where you're like yep. shit what's <laughs> happening my shit's coming to the surface and a lot of the time where we make the mistake is we take that as a sign that we need to go back down the level mm -hmm. when in reality if you literally just keep walking forward you get to that next jump yeah you know and we forget that that's actually what success looks like it's not it's not straight to the top no, oh my god it's not like, linear at all no yeah and you look at those successful people you know, influencers, for example, that have 
hundreds of thousands of followers and who we follow every day and you just assume like oh they must have just had a lucky break or they must have just got there you know or started there what yeah. a weird concept like no of course they didn't they started somewhere at the bottom too right. they just are at a different point in the race than you are yeah and it can be so discouraging so i think it's good to hear that like I'm, we're not the only ones that feel that way. No, <laughs> definitely, no. Definitely. And it's like it's new level, new devil. Every time you reach mm. a new level of success, you're gonna deal with new levels of shit. Yeah. You know, it's why like my clients who finish 90 days with me end up going on past that because they're yeah. at that next level. They're like, okay, now I'm dealing with next level stuff, and mm. I do it on a daily basis. Like I'm dealing with new shit. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. New lessons Terrifying. every day. New yeah. lessons There's every day. There's a quote. So I was a college tennis player, and our coach used to say this all the time. You can apply this to your life, too. Like, the pressure is a privilege. You got to a certain point where, like, holy shit, yeah, this is hard, but, like, it's because you earned it. Mm -hmm. You weren't just handed this most of the time. Right. Nine times out of ten. Definitely. I just think that's such a – and that is totally a mindset shift. And so I'm wondering, too, like, what kind of process did you go through – to shift your mindset were there any sort of healthy habits that you had at you know the crux of yes your yeah. struggle in college that you decided for yourself okay maybe I'm going to implement these tiny baby steps here and there that have developed into greater mm. habits mm. that's a really great question and what I would say to that is at the core of it, listening to my intuition and following that no matter what. Mm. Like, no matter how batshit crazy it looks. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because, yeah, like you could say, you know, feel the fear and do it anyways. And that that is definitely something that I've done within my life. But really at the heart of that, it's going within and saying, okay, what do I want? What step in front of me is next? Like, literally, not even big picture, but like, what is the step in front of me? And who do I need to become in order to be that, in mm -hmm. order to go after it, yeah. right? And actually acting as if. And I think we have this whole mentality that, like, our personalities or our characteristics or who we are is set in stone, yeah. right? A lot of people say, oh, I'm just a perfectionist. Or, like, oh, I'm, I'm just um, not confident. Or I'm just X, Y, and Z. And they like, put themselves in boxes. Yeah. Exactly, right? And, and in reality, anything in your life is changeable. Your brain is constantly changing. You have a new brain every seven years. Like, and so when we realize that who we are is changeable, we can become anything that we need to be in that moment, mm -hmm. right? It's just a, a set of changing your beliefs about it. Mm -hmm. And so basically what I would do is I would go internal and say, okay, what is my next intuitive decision? Like, what's my next pull? At one point, it was like, yeah, I can't go back to college, right? Yeah. It was like, you need to go travel. My intuition led me to Bali. I was like, where the fuck am I going? Wow. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's in Bali. <laughs> My parents were like, why Bali? Why not like South America? You're a little closer. And I was like, I don't know. I need to go to Bali. Wow. And then realizing like, who do I need to become to step into that experience and doing it? Wow. Mm -hmm. That's so that's, that's really cool that you traveled to Bali because we both had an experience where we got to go do an internship in Cape Town, South mm -hmm. Africa. Cool. So at separate times, at different times, mm -hmm. but I truly believe after that trip, my entire life changed. Yeah. I just like that perspective, that world, like not worldly because I haven't traveled the world, but meeting the people that I met at that place like opened my eyes to a whole new world that I just like needed to see for that next step. So it's really cool. Like that's what travel can do. Like I, oh my God. everyone so should travel important. and get out of their comfort zone. Cause that's like, I was terrified. I remember yeah. sitting in the car with you after I'd went and you were like so scared to go. You oh, were like sobbing. Really? <laughs> I was like, I told, I was like, girl, yeah. this is going to be the best time of your you life. You guys at least had each Literally. other. Like yeah. I got on the oh, plane by myself and I was um, like, what am I doing? And you, you didn't know ballsy. anyone? No, I didn't know that's anyone. That's ballsy. Yeah, it was crazy. My but, parents were like, why? Yeah. But after that, I mean. Yeah, I think the whole thing with travel, like right now we're in unprecedented times. We don't know what travel is going to look like. But just giving yourself the perspective that there's so much more than this like mm -hmm. American rat race that we put ourselves yes. in. Like I think the number one. Sorry. The I rat race is it. The that number one thing that I learned while traveling, like I had this pivotal moment where I was like, sitting at like breakfast with some of my friends who are from Germany and Mexico and and I was like guys like I don't know like what's next for me like all the societal pressures to go back to school and go down this path basically but I know that I have this dream and they're like stuff 
why are you freaking out? You're like 20 years old. You already have like two years of school underneath your belt. Most people in Germany or in Mexico, like they're like, we don't even start school until we're 20. Like you can always go back. Like you can always change. Like there's not just one way to do it. And they were like, chill the fuck out. And I was like, wow, my Americanness is showing. (laughs) And so that opened me up. I was like, oh, I can go home. I can do like online courses while I'm starting my business. I can finish in a different way than what society told me I can do. Yes, 100%. I felt, so for me in Cape Town, I definitely was awakened to the whole rat, rat, that's a, I'm having a hard time with English today. <laughs> Rat race mentality of, you know, before then, for me and and the and the theme of the last four years of my life up until pretty much now has been check as many boxes as you can, get yeah. as many internships as you can, join as many clubs as you can. And my mental health suffered so severely my senior year, especially. I had to go home for a few weeks and, you know get treatment and stuff Mm -hmm. but then i came back and realized like it's okay not to have to do it all who said that you had to do it all like and i'm grateful i grew up in in an environment that was you know achievement was encouraged i i do think it taught me a certain level of discipline and has definitely set me on like a good path for success but now i'm realizing that like that college degree i have uh i haven't really used it (laughs) since i graduated yeah i have it but everything that I learned was the life experiences that came with it and not necessarily the, the textbook material, the piece right. of paper. The it's, it's all about the people, the places, the yeah. lessons you learn from others. And you have to w- be willing to open your heart and your mind to that or else you're going to stay in that, you know, that little yeah. bubble for the rest of your life. And it's so much easier said than done so much because you have to be willing to take that leap. But I think once you do, you realize, oh my God, I just did that. Like, that's so fucking cool. I can keep doing that if I really want to. I survived. I didn't die when I went outside my comfort zone. And you're like, cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. um, Did you do anything crazy in Bali, like bungee jumping? (laughs) Um, No. Well, I feel like, you know, I went to Bali and I thought I was going to have this whole spiritual experience. I'm like, I'm going to meditate every day. I'm going to go to yoga. (laughs) That's the only thing I knew about Bali is that it was like a very spiritual land. I knew nothing else. And I went and I learned how to be a kid again. Yeah. And like, basically we were just traveling all around like every every weekend, learned how to drive a moped. There you go. Went cliff jumping. Like I think those are probably the craziest yeah. things. Just like met people. I think meeting strangers is something that we never do nowadays. Especially and was, when you get to a certain age yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And it was so cool just going to dinner and like striking up a conversation with somebody next to you and like yeah. becoming friends with them, you know, and like adventuring with different people, which is just, I think. I can't wait thing. to travel again. And I, I literally, it's soon. I'm I can't wait. I thought it was going to be in Bali during quarantine. Really? During quarantine. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to go back to Bali. But that would so have been a great place to quarantine. <laughs> I was there. Oh my gosh. I can't even calculate how many years ago, but it was after my um, sophomore year of college. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So I shifting gears just a little bit because we've been talking about purpose, fulfillment, the nine to five a little bit. Can you explain your method and like the P- PDL, correct? PDL as, yeah. as of now, what that like the core values of that method are. Totally. So it's the purpose driven life method. Basically, we go through four main stages. And the first stage is a complete lifestyle reset. So I get people's like, routines down, their stress levels down, so that they can actually feel energized for their life. Because I think the number one thing that so many people feel is like drained and exhausted. Yes. And people ask me like, Steph, how do you have so much energy? And I'm like, I'm act- I'm very disciplined with, first of all, my routines, because that's what I need to show up yep. for other people. Like I have to take care of me, show up for yes. others. And second of all, I'm very disciplined with like my attention, like with social media. I was telling you guys, like, I was like, I don't consume TikTok content. Like yeah. I create it, but I don't consume it because very aware of what goes into my mind. So that is what we do, the first phase. And then we go into mastering your mindset. So that's where we do all like the subconscious reprogramming and getting into like, what are the beliefs that actually hold you back from recognizing what you want? Mm. And we go through a whole process of rewiring the brain. And I think a big part of that is decision-making and helping people Like I grew up very analytical, very like achievement oriented, not creative at all, not in tune with my intuition really. And 
I had to realize really quick that my intuition was going to get me to my dreams, not necessarily like the logistical, need a plan, analytical part. Mm -hmm. And so I basically teach my clients how to get in touch with their intuition to make those decisions that are logical and intuitive to get to that next level. Wow. Yeah. Really cool. And then we go through like finding your purpose and really getting clear on that. What are the goals that you want to work towards? Like what is, what is the juiciest vision that you could come up with Mm -hmm. in like your life? A lot of the time we limit ourselves to what other people around us are doing, what our parents did, you know, what society tells you to do. And we don't think outside of that path. And so we get super clear there and then start to take action towards it. Wow. Yeah. I think, honestly, you have a superpower because not only can you keep up with that with yourself and your own individual life, that routine, like, that's hard. That's (laughs) way easier said than done. But you can also balance other people's energies and life and heaviness on yourself. Like, that's truly a superpower. I hope you know that. Like, that is amazing. I think they go hand in hand, though. You know, the reason why I'm so disciplined with my routines and, like, Let's be real. I'm freaking human. Like there are some days where I don't hit it, but I also still count. Like I do, like I always have three non-negotiables that I do every single day so that I can count that day as a win, right? Even if I'm human, I don't have like a full hour for my routine. I still count it as a win and I do it because it makes me able to show up for other people. Like I would not be able to be here at the time of day that we're doing this if I didn't take care of myself and my energy. I would be be a mess. (laughs) So yeah, I think they go hand in hand. I have kind of like a, kind of a deep question, but this is something that I've been thinking about a lot too is, and I've talked to Elise, like I'm kind of at the point in my life where I'm like, who the fuck am I? Like what makes me me? And I feel like it's got to be a little bit exhausting. You know, you match the energy of the people you're around, right? At least I do. I, I, I realize that I kind of mimic. So if someone is really, really high energy that I'm around, I try to match that high energy. Or if someone's a little bit more mellow, I try to be mellow too. It's just yeah. how I've always been. In that process, I feel like I've kind of lost a sense of like, well, who am I? When, when all is said and done and that is stripped away and I'm home by myself with my thoughts, who am I? So I don't know if you've felt like that at all ever because you're dealing with people every day. So if you have, like, are there any tips that you have to kind of ground yourself and center yourself and make sure that you're still honoring like your true essence, if that right. makes sense? Well, so are you, is this a question about how do you figure that out? Like who you actually are or how do you ground back into who you are? Um, or both? Both. Okay, both. So, <laughs> give me, give for, me <laughs> so in terms of, because you know, that's something that I actually struggled with for a while. I always felt like a chameleon. Yes. Like I was the type who I was like, I could be friends with any type of person, yeah. but let very few people like super close in with me. And you know, it's a gift, right? Because mm-hmm. you can walk into any room and, and match the vibe. But then it, it is like, you're like, well, who am I? Who yeah. actually am I? And what I have found is like really recognizing, okay, who are you drawn to? Mm-hmm. Who do you want to be also? There's two different two different parts of it. Like the first is like, what kinds of energies are you drawn to? Like I know that for me, I'm very um, like go-getter, I've always been loud. Like I've always Mm -hmm. been like very high energy and it's what people compliment me on. It's like, oh, you're so energetic, right? Mm -hmm. And so finding what it is that you're drawn to, what people compliment about you, which doesn't always say who you are, but it can. And then also asking like, okay, what kind of identity do I want to step into? Mm -hmm. What parts of me do I want to activate? Like if I could be anything to do anything, who would that be? And usually that will give you clues to you. A lot of the time when I say that, people are like, oh, but then am I creating like a facade of who I want to be? And everybody's answers are so different when they say like, okay, who do you actually, like who do you want to be? Everyone's Mm -hmm. answers are so different that it really gives beautiful clues into like who you actually are. Yeah. That makes sense? Yes. And I'm thinking too, it's, they're probably so different because you're getting who you feel you are at the core, mm-hmm. which is your intuition, and then all of the people around you that tell you or think of you in a certain light and trying to yeah. adopt what you think is like the right Different version things. of yourself for them. I yes. think that's yeah. been my issue for a long time. So but, let me ask you this, like what types of people do you like attract, well, not attract, but what types of people are you magnetized to? 
Um, Even on Instagram or like in books or whatever. I think I'm very magnetized to people that are like, no bullshit, very transparent. I'm, I am, one thing I do know about myself is I'm such an open book. Um, I have no problem talking about like the dirty shit in my life. Um, so I think I'm drawn to people on Instagram. I, there are a couple like body positive accounts that I love to follow that I just think are so like on the mark of what the point of using social media is, for example. Yes. I hate passive aggressiveness upsets me. Yeah. I just don't, you know, I, I think people that are just happy people secure with who they are, don't question themselves so much. Um, and just do what they say that they're going to do, you know? That's your magic so, yeah. then. I guess that's my magic. There you go. <laughs> right? It's like, I, that's what I see in you. And like, I just met you, right? It's like, no BS. Like, you have a heart of gold, clearly, oh, which thanks. is like where you're like an open book. But it really is like the the no BS, I'm going to tell it like it is and also back it up with a lot of love. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. I came to say it, Lewis, and I found out who I am. So, <laughs> I mean, does that resonate? Trip. Absolutely. I mean, as yeah. her 100%. best friend, you saying that, and her just saying that, it just spilled out. Like, I see there's a lot that I don't know about you that I'm learning every day, and that's, like, the beautiful thing. But there's so much that I see that I sometimes don't think you see, and vice versa. Yeah. I know it's the same way. Because we spend a lot of time together. We've been best friends for four years now. So, like, I also want to have a separate episode on friendships because I think that's really important to, like, read your best friend and know yeah. how they get energized and what makes them excited and, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Like, it's best friendship is kind of like a relationship. Best friendship. Best friendship. It really is. <laughs> it really is. Like, you yeah. have to put an effort to maintain that friendship. Yeah. And, like, also, we run a business, too, so, like, balancing that friendship versus like business like you really have to know each other yeah you do you have to know each other you have to be able to work with each other through thick and thin you know and we're figuring that out i mean i think i think like it's just really cool to see that you can read that energy just from like yeah it's a gift you have a superpower okay i'm 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 curious (laughs) are you into astrology at all a little bit okay what is your sign so I am a Cancer okay. Sun, I think. Okay. Um, Leo Rising, which okay. is what I kind of like connect with, <laughs> yeah. and then Pisces Moon. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting like... my chart read soon. So oh, very right. cool. Okay. I am a Leo Sun. Okay. I usually click with Leos. Like yeah. I don't know yeah. why they always find me. You are yeah. such. A, I thought you would have been a Leo. Like you are very Leo. Well, energy when you said me. chameleon, because I'm a Libra. And okay. Libras are like exactly that i was like she must be a libra but like <laughs> also libras and leos are yeah drawn to each other too. exactly so it makes sense it's fine but i think it goes back to like what you said and this is why a lot of people are against astrology is because people who are all in for astrology put themselves in that box of oh i'm a cancer so that means a yeah. b and c oh yeah I you know what i mean that's why that's right that's why yeah. that's why like i'm super interested in it i think it's really cool i do believe like that it's it's comes from something greater, which all of us, everything does. But I think um, it's important to not be so into it where that you're just like, oh, I hate them. Like you judge them because they're a Capricorn or something Right, you're a Gemini. I've met people like that. I'm like, what? I don't get it. (laughs) No, that's like, it's it's super funny. I always had a thing against, not against Geminis, but it it was busted real quick when I learned that some of my best friends are Gemini. So I was like, okay, this is bullshit. Like, no, you can't not like a sign. Like, it just doesn't make sense. And I think it also, it gives you good hints of who you are. Like, I know if I connect my Leo energy, I can be very magnetic. I can be in front of people. I'm like, oh, that makes sense, Mm -hmm. you know? But I'm not like gonna just define myself. Exactly, exactly. I, can I ask you another question about like your, you talked about how you had a spiritual background. I'm just intrigued because yeah. I felt like, so I did, I lived by myself last summer as a senior, going into senior year in Chicago. I did an internship. It was like my first taste of like nine to five life. And I was living by myself, you know, the full experience. And I had the biggest like 
you could call it a come to Jesus moment, but like, you know, like, holy shit, there has got to be more to life than the rat race of, you know, our Western ideals where you clock in and clock out and that's it. Like what? Like there, there can't be. And so I felt like at that point in time, I really connected or was at least trying to connect with a different side of, you know, the the spiritual side of me. Like, what is the purpose of all of this? So I'm just intrigued by your journey with that. Yeah. Yeah. What that looks like. So, and also to also circle back on, you're like, how do I ground back into myself? Because this leads into the spirituality. It's really connecting with your higher self. So I think all of us have a version of ourselves that's on a different dimension that's that is like our more spiritually aligned self. You can imagine it like your older self who's like got it going on. She's really right. confident in herself. She's mm-hmm. freaking killing it. Like who is she? Yeah. Right? And and that's the, I think, how I teach my clients to connect spiritually to a, something greater, right, is, is by connecting to your higher self. What is that version of you? And what would she do in this moment? She's that. always guiding you. She's the one who's in your intuition. She's showing yeah. you the way. And I used that as my marker for a long time, especially when I was in high school and college. And I'm very grateful I hit two major rock bottoms really early in my life, and which led me to like those, those moments. Mm-hmm. And through, through that time, and I'll tell you what those moments were, but through that time, I relied on my higher self to pull me through. Like mm-hmm. I always imagined like, oh, my 30-year-old self be like, like I would see her like in all of her glory and just, she would always let me know that's all okay, you know. Wow, Which is I literally <laughs> always think about myself as like a mature, grown woman. Like yeah. I feel like, especially just coming into your like femininity and womanhood, it's so beautiful. Like the stages of womanhood, and like mm-hmm. I picture myself at thirty, and I I know what I want, and just like picturing her makes me so excited. Oh yeah, you know what right. I mean. I'm like she's. She's gonna. She's a bad bitch, and she's gonna like. She will have it because that's just how I see myself. You know what I mean? It's so important to envision yourself and what you want for your life, and constantly. If that keeps you up at night, that's a blessing. Like it sucks, maybe you don't get enough sleep, but like you envisioning what you want and taking time is basically meditation. Like you don't have to be sitting like this to meditate. Like I meditate before I go to bed. just an envisioning what you want in your life. The more you envision it, the like more it's gonna become your reality. Oh, you know? totally. And that's like a huge part of what I teach is like, especially for the feminine, it meditation was created by men for men, to be honest. You know, like if you think about that. Mm-hmm. Like Buddha I've never was a man. Heard, I've never we heard. love him. Like we love meditation, but it's a very masculine practice. And so a lot of women are like the fuck can I meditate? Yeah, it's hard. And I'm like, well, maybe you're actually not supposed to be meditating in the way that you think. For right. men, like I was meditating with my boyfriend the other day, and I was like, what were you thinking about? Goals. Because we do like, <laughs> I, we, I call it like visualization. I was like, what were you thinking about? Because I'm like, just curious. And he was like, I was literally sitting there just like emptiness. Like, oh, I would, the and thought men of that actually is a beautiful that, thought. Right? <laughs> You're like, never, wait, never I in my life, I don't ever think that's right? that Interesting. Yeah. Like, do you ever notice, like, the masculine, like, men will be more likely to, like, just zone out or, like, mm. put on the TV, zone out. And for, and that's really the masculine energy. The feminine energy is very active. It's, like, chaos. It's emotion. It's visualization. So for us, you know, sitting here just trying to be empty, like, isn't always going to work. Mm. And what's really beautiful is when we can attach, like, an emotional state or a visualization to it because that's what makes us magnetic. That's what magnetizes our future in is when we can get into state, which is, like, that excited state, wow. and put your focus. So it's energy and focus. Mm-hmm. You get your energy into that place where you're at an amplified state. You're basically an energetic match for your opportunities. I love that. And you put your focus on what it is that you want. You are magnetizing it into your life. So that's what people really say when they mean manifest. Yeah. Because that word is thrown around all the time. Oh, yeah. And I I believe it. I do. Because I've seen it happen in my life every now and then. But it's almost like, well, how did did that happen? So I think understanding the science, the psychology behind it's really neat. Oh my gosh, it's so interesting. You should read the book, um, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Joe Dispenza. Because it's basically about the science (laughs) background of manifestation. I actually don't use the word manifestation in my typical practices because it's thrown around.
around, a lot of people think it's very passive, yeah. right? Of like, I'm going to put that I want money out there right. and the check's going to come to me in the mail. Like that, exactly. you know, the law of attraction secret or whatever. Right. And in reality, there is an active piece of it. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Where you have to be in alignment with it. You have to focus on it. You have to know exactly what it is that you want and be clear with it. And then take the action necessary after that. Like sure. say yes when the opportunity comes, you know? 100%. And so, yeah, magnetizing. I love that. But to go back to your question about my <laughs> spiritual background, yes. that was like <laughs> side tangent. Tangent. So, um, what was I going to, oh, I was going to tell you my like come to Jesus moment. Yes. So I didn't grow up in a spiritual household, but my mom had a spiritual awakening pretty uh, like probably when I was in high school and I was always like, that's your thing. Don't sure. fucking tell me about it. Like I was just kind of like, whatever. Right. Oh, my foot fell asleep. I know. My knees are like, we got long leg problems. Bones long right I know. Long leg problems. So I didn't grow up spiritual, but I got to a point, I think in high school where I was so miserable. I remember myself literally like on my knees in the bathroom floor. At, at that point I was modeling and dealing with an eating disorder. And I remember imagining my life until I was 40. And I was like, if I continue on this trajectory, I was like, I don't want to live. I was yeah. like, if that's going to be my life, I don't want to live. And then there was a voice within me that there that said, like, there has to be something else. Yeah, there has to be something Literally. else. Yeah. And I know in that moment, I was like 16 or something. It was not my 16 year old self who like pulled me off of the bathroom floor. Oh, like It was something not. so much greater than me. And I think that really started, like, I was suffering so much mentally, physically, emotionally, that I had to lean on something that was greater than myself. And yeah. so that's when I started working with, I had a really incredible psychologist who just changed my life. She, probably the smartest woman I've ever met. She had her PhD, but she was also very spiritual and she really opened me up to everything. And, um, and changed my life. And so that was probably the first time that I really got deep into it. And then from there, just really expanded um, my practices and relying on something so much greater than me. And then in college, when I had my second come to Jesus moment, which is really when I was um, super sick and I was just like, you know, I don't care, God, universe, whatever is up there, like just make me better. And that probably pushed me deeper into my spiritual understanding of the world. And I think now I always say my biggest spiritual practice is listening to my intuition and acting yeah. on it. Yeah. You know, wow. like, I don't think it's anything that crazy. I mean, yes, it's cool to learn about it and it will always be a lifelong practice, but it's really about just listening to you and yes. going for it. Yeah, I love that. That's like, we recently, um, like I was telling you about the growth of our podcast, how it's changed in the past year. Mm -hmm. We recently in the past month have changed our bio to um the well-being podcast for young go-getters so that. and in the bio we say um like telling something along the lines of telling the stories of the journey of young go-getters mental physical and spiritual awakenings and their journey with that so yeah. i think this is like probably one of the first episodes that we've had a guest who was so willing to talk about the spiritual side because that's the yeah. hardest side to conquer really actually and it's something that like Physically, we talk a lot about body positivity and fitness and health and finding that balance. Yeah. And mentally, we do talk a lot about mental health. And yeah. we've had guests where they talk about the mental journey. But this is truly the first episode oh, where we've, like, mastered the spirituality part of it. So it's very well, cool. And yeah. She talks about how it's all tied together, right? Like, all tied three-legged stool. So yeah. you can't have one without the others, you know? And so when you have the three working cohesively together it is like holy shit it's like, like this is living and that's like getting there is so difficult right when you get that i think that's when you step up and the next yeah, time, you know, the all three together yeah. in that point in your life whatever's going on yeah if you can balance all three that's a level up right you know i mean i think there's so much that we can do within our own minds i mean clearly like i'm a mindset coach and a lot of what i do i don't base it spiritually probably the most spiritual that we go is like trusting your higher self right mm -hmm. But at the basis of all of it, like, yes, there's so much you can change with your mind, but at some point you have to trust and surrender, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And you have to, like, trust that the universe literally has your back, you know? Yeah. That if you are in alignment and you go for it, that something will always prevail. You'll always be taken care of, yes. you know, in mm -hmm. some sense or another. Right, and that's faith in, in the 
highest degree. And, and I think when people think faith, they think of a specific religion, mm -hmm. but faith can be, yeah, faith in the universe, faith right. that the leap that I take is going to lead me to where it's to I'm your higher self, to be, yeah. you know, and yeah. I think faith is for everyone, which I think is important for some people to realize, but yeah, I love that. Yeah. So, okay, I have one last question, which okay. we like to ask is, you know, if you could go back in time and tell your 20 year old self something, what would you tell her? Mm. That's a great question. I have to think on that because I want it to be a real that there's so much more, there's so much possibility out there than what you actually perceive in the moment. Yes. That, because wow. <laughs> I'm thinking back where I was when I was 20 and, you know, I was breaking out of what had always been put in front of me. Mm -hmm. And if I could just be like, yo, it's okay. Like, there's so much out there. If you see someone doing what you want to do, it means it's possible for you. Yeah. So fucking go for it. You hear that? Did y'all hear that? <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. Steph, thank you so much. Yeah. This is so like you. this is for sure gonna be one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. Like awesome. hands down. I've already surrendered to that notion. <laughs> no, but thank you so much. You're um, so welcome. Thank you. We do this thing at the end where it's our little saying. Yes. <laughs> um and we forgot to tell you about, tell you about it in the beginning, yeah. so we'll just do it. We but um, first of all, let's plug social medias where you can find yes. all of your services. And so on Instagram, I am just Stephanie Elsperman. It's a mouthful, but it is <laughs> S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E-E-L-S-P-E-R-M-A-N. Find me there. On TikTok, I am v.mindsetcoach. Cool. And that's me. Yes. Go yeah, check out her TikTok. That's where I found her. <laughs> yeah. That she is like 50 something K. Like, I, I hope it's a bunch of young people, um, you know, like looking at your stuff because TikTok is a more young platform, but it's, it's like really cool that people on TikTok exist like you because yeah. I think young, the younger that, that I guess like they see positive messages mm. like that. I wish I had that when I was younger. Yeah. I wish I, as a young woman, like, I wish I had seen that on yeah. Instagram back then. Right. We didn't have that on Instagram. Yeah. I know. I always think about just being the person you needed when you were younger. Yes. And that's yeah. like my biggest. Oh. That's my number one. Go check her out. Seriously, go check her out. As always, follow us at this is your dot twenties on Instagram. Um, Twitter is this is your underscore twenties. Yes. This is your twenties.com. We'll have everything that you need there in one place. And then yeah. email us at this this is your twenties at gmail dot com. So yeah. Amazing. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Do I need to say something? No. Okay, it's all cool. good. It's all good. Yeah, sometimes because we like, don't really do happen? it like, that well firework? half the time either. Yeah. There's like a whole smoke yeah. machine in the back. <laughs> what happens next? <laughs> all right, ready? Yes, you go first. You may not have your shit figured out, but that's okay. This, this is, is your twenties. All right, Yay. love y'all. See you next. Time.